Hello, everyone. I hope that all is well from wherever you guys are listening. First of all, thank you for sticking around. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all of our listeners. Muchas gracias por todo el amor y el soporte. Los aprecio mucho. Thank you all to my listeners for all the love and support that you guys continue to give me. I truly appreciate it. I recently had a young woman reach out to me thanking me for creating this platform and I was honest with her and told her I've been having a hard time keeping up with it that I did not know that anyone was still listening. She said to me, someone will always be listening because there is such a need for our stories. Recientemente una mujer joven me contactó para agradecerme por creer esta plataforma y fui honesta con ella y le dije, me ha costado mucho seguir el ritmo de que no sabía que alguien todavía estaba escuchando. Ella me dijo, alguien siempre estará escuchando porque hay una gran necesidad de nuestras historias y que se estén contando. La verdad es que sí es difícil con todo el trabajo y pues viviendo mi vida, pero les prometo que seguiré aunque los episodios solo sean mensuales. The truth is that it really is difficult to keep up with always working and all that there is with living life, at least my personal life. But I promise you that I will continue even if the episodes are only monthly. Today I'm writing solo and I decided to do an episode on love. Well, love, love languages, relationships, and my views on it. I love studying anything that has to do with love and relationships. And for those of you that don't know me, it's one of my favorite parts of my work. I like working with couples. I like working with families, getting them to reconstruct and create new bonds and unities of love within their relationships, as well as with individuals and overcoming hardship, breakups, struggles with love, with no matter what kind of relationship and hopefully guiding them down the right path. I think love is universal. Love is ever evolving and it's what connects all of us no matter what part of the world we're in and who we are um, or what language we speak. I think love is a solution to everything as cliche as it sounds. I think if we love more we'd unite more and hate less in this very messy world but that's just my opinion. Que vive el amor chingado. Pero, pues ya saben que las relaciones y el amor pueden ser complicadas. La idea, yo creo, es amar la vida y a nosotros mismos más que amar a los demás. But you all know that relationships and love can be complicated. Ideally, I believe that we must love life and ourselves more than we love others. And I know that might sound a little like, well, that's selfish to love yourself more than others. But I do believe that... It doesn't have to be an act of selfishness. Giving ourselves more love than we can provide is keeping ourselves grounded and healthy so that we can provide love to others. I wrote a book about that. Some of you may know the title of my book is How I Became the Love of My Life, a memoir. It's not exactly some kind of lesson book where you're going to 
learn all these theories or psychological perspectives or anything like that. I recommend it. It's a memoir, as it, the title states. And I don't recommend it because I'm the author, but because it's a pretty good read of a journey of being lost in love that I wanted to provide for others that I did not realize I needed to provide a little bit more for myself. Escribí un libro un poquito sobre esto. El título es How I Became the Love of My Life. Cómo me convertí en el amor de mi vida. Lo recomiendo, no porque sea la autora, sino porque es una buena lectura de una historia cuando alguien se pierde en tratar de dar el amor a los demás, olvidándose la necesidad sobre darse y la importancia sobre darse amor a sí mismo. But I'm not doing this episode to speak about my book. I'm doing this episode inspired to speak of the ideas of another way more famous book, because mine's not famous at all, called The Five Love Languages that came out in the early 90s. Y bueno, no estoy haciendo este episodio para hablar de mi libro. Estoy haciendo este episodio inspirado para hablar de las ideas de otro libro súper más famoso, porque claro, el mío no es famoso, eh, llamado Los Cinco Lenguajes del Amor, que salió en los primeros años de los noventas. So very quickly, for those of you who have not read the book, Gary Chapman, the writer and creator of this idea, states that there are five different love languages and that the ideal person has one primary and one secondary love language. His theory states that if you receive love in your love language and give love in the love languages of the receiver, then one will most likely build a healthy relationship. Muy rápidamente, para aquellos de ustedes que no han leído el libro, Gary Chapman, el escritor y creador de esta idea, afirma que hay cinco lenguajes de amor diferentes y que la persona ideal tiene un lenguaje de amor primario y uno secundario. Su teoría dice que si recibes amor en tus lenguajes de amor y das amor en los lenguajes de amor de la persona que lo va a recibir, lo más probable es que uno construya una relación saludable. I decided to test his theory and become more in tuned. I read the book so many years ago, and I even forgot what my love languages were back then. I wish I would have wrote them down, to be honest, because even more of a reason to test this theory. With my love language, after reading the book too many years ago and being unsure of what that was, I decided to retake the original love language test and also took a few more recreated tests that have been designed through the years. I discovered that in the end, at least four of the five love languages fit the type of love I give and want to receive. My orders were words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, receiving gifts, and acts of service. The funny part is, four of the five had almost the same percentages, if anything, only differences was about 1%. So I started thinking about how we show love towards people and accept love from people differently depending on who they are. I personally love to show love with gifts to my siblings, my niece. I think that if I buy them 
something that reminded me of them or that they might have brought up that they wanted or would like to have or needed is a way of showing them, hey, I'm listening, I love you, and I care. And certain love languages build healthy relationships or have built healthy relationships for me at certain points in my life and with certain individuals. Also, those same love languages, thinking back, have built unhealthy and toxic relationships for me with people at other points in my life. So what's the deal here? Mi orden fue palabras de afirmación, tiempo de calidad, contacto físico, recepción de obsequios y actos de servicio cuando yo decidí tomar el examen por otra vez antes de tantos años de la teoría de este creador y autor. La parte divertida es que cuatro de cinco de las respuestas y los porcentajes eran casi los mismos porcentajes. Si algo sola la diferencia era como un porcentaje. Entonces comencé a pensar en cómo mostramos el amor hacia las personas y aceptamos el amor de las personas de manera diferente dependiendo de quiénes son y el época y tiempo en nuestras vidas. Y como ciertos lenguajes de amor construyen relaciones saludables para mí o para cualquier persona en ciertos momentos de sus vidas y ciertas personas, también esos mismos lenguajes de amor, pensándolo, han construyeron relaciones insaludables o tóxicas para mí o tal vez para unos de ustedes en otros momentos de sus vidas. So, is this theory incorrect? ¿Estará la teoría incorrecta? Or am I just weird? Well, I don't think I'm weird. I'm a little weird, but it's okay. I guess I just believe that everything plays a part. Creo que no, pero todo es parte del proceso de amar y ser amado. For example, physical touch could be your main language, but you might feel uncomfortable when a stranger tries to hug you even if it's just their way of trying to say hello. I can't stand when strangers hug me, personally. Unless it feels welcoming and it's someone that seems trustworthy. But even then, I still feel a little awkward. My anxiety kicks in. Or maybe you desire physical touch from a loved one, yet an old trauma or problem is triggering you from welcoming it into your space. Think of couples who cheat. After a while, they've been together for a long time. Maybe they've always been very physical. Then one discovers betrayal, it might take them a while to get back to showing their love with physical touch because they're getting through something. A lot can play a part in how we give love and expect it from others. Our upbringing, our history and experiences, our traumas, and what we have been through by all who have been a part of our lives, and that includes society. Mucho puede jugar aparte en cómo damos amor y lo esperamos de los demás. Nuestra educación, nuestra creencia, nuestra historia y experiencias, nuestros traumas y por todo lo que hemos pasado, que hemos estado en relaciones con personas, cómo las personas nos han tratado, todo lo que ha sido parte de nuestras vidas y 
con las personas que han sido parte de nuestras vidas, incluyendo la sociedad y de lo que aprendemos de allí. For many, relationships compromise one of the most meaningful aspects of life, providing a source of deep fulfillment, and I think it's safe to say that the need of human connection appears to be inborn, but the ability of forming healthy and long-lasting loving relationships, I believe, needs to be learned. So I guess what I'm concluding is that it seems as if it doesn't really matter which love language comes first on your list of all five love languages. Our love languages can change. Or, if you're a weirdo like me, you can have them all almost equally important. And with that said, same for the people you're trying to love up on romantically or not. So... Use tools such as love languages theory as guidance, yet remember there is bigger and deeper meanings to love. Remember that failed relationships happen for many reasons. Most people have to work consciously to master skills and correctly use tools to make relationships endure and flourish. Relationships may end for good, yet sometimes the non-romantically ones need for you to master those skills Correct some of the tools that you're using to rebuild them with families or close friends, etc. And mastering some of these skills and finding the correct tools means understanding how to expect love from others and how to plan to make effort to give love to others depending on the need during that time or moment in your life. Entonces, use herramientas como la teoría de los lenguajes del amor como guía. Todavía recuerden que hay un significado más grande y profundo para el amor. Recuerden que las relaciones fallidas suceden por muchas razones. La mayoría de las personas tienen que trabajar conscientemente para dominar las habilidades y usar correctamente las herramientas para hacer que las relaciones duren y prosperen. No solo en sus relaciones románticas, pero igual para reconstruir sus relaciones con amistades e o familias y dominar algunas de estas habilidades y encontrar las herramientas correctas significa comprender cómo esperar el amor de los demás y cómo planear hacer un esfuerzo para dar amor a los demás dependiendo de la necesidad durante ese momento o época de su vida. My theory on building a healthy relationship goes a little bit like this. I believe that healthy relationships are a little less about a specific language or manual, but more about learning and finding what makes your relationship work with that person. It's about fairness and bringing as much as you expect or wish to receive and to be open and grateful to openly receive the love being given and feeling deserving of it. It's about teamwork, yet knowing that sometimes, if explanatory, you might need to carry a bit more of the weight. It's about friendship, allowing yourself to trust, to be honest and raw with your partner, all while being cautious to not be careless and hurtful. It's about being confident in the love your partner has committed to provide and be committed to accommodating the differences and challenges that will indeed inevitably emerge. However, it is also about being honest and true of what you are okay with and not okay with and communicating 
when you are feeling uncomfortable with the setting of the relationship. Lastly, I believe that it is about loving yourself so much more than you love them because only like that can you radiate the love that person needs and can attract the love that you deserve. Mi teoría sobre la construcción de una relación saludable es un poco menos sobre un lenguaje o manual específico, pero más sobre aprender y encontrar lo que hace que su relación funcione con esa persona. Se trata de ser justos en traer todo lo que esperas o deseas recibir y estar abierto y agradecido o agradecida de recibir abiertamente el amor que te dan y sentirte merecido o merecida de eso. Se trata de trabajo en equipo total y todavía sabiendo que a veces sí es explicativo, es posible que deba cargar en un tiempo un poco más del peso. Se trata de la amistad. Permitirte confiar en ser honesto y real con tu pareja. Todo mientras asegurar de no ser descuidado o hiriente. Se trata de tener confianza en el amor que su pareja se ha comprometido a brindar y a comprometerse a acomodar las diferencias y los desafíos que inevitablemente seguirán en la relación porque no son la misma persona. Sin embargo, también se trata de ser honesto y verdadero con lo que está bien y con lo que no está bien, y comunicarse cuando se siente incómodo con el entorno de la relación. Por último, creo que se trata de amarte a ti mismo, a ti misma, mucho más de lo que los amarás, porque solo así puedes iridiar el amor que esa persona necesita y atraer el amor que te mereces. And well, my people, there I leave you with my words and thoughts. Long live love, but always remember to always love yourself and value yourself because it is just as important as loving others. Y bueno, pues mi gente, allí los dejo con mis palabras y pensamientos. Que viva el amor, pero recuerden siempre, siempre Desen amor propio y valórense, porque es igual de importante o hasta más importante que amar a otra persona. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I get it was a little different based on my personal views, but I hope you were able to take something from it and that you enjoyed it. Y como siempre, gracias por seguir escuchando. Los amo y los, los aprecio mucho. And as always, thank you for continuing to listen. I love and appreciate all of you. And I'm sorry that I haven't released episodes as soon and as consistent as I would like to. But my goal is to release an episode at least once a month and hopefully still have some loyal listeners. Today, I won't have too much of any chisme. I guess I could tell you guys this episode was a little inspired because I'm in a relationship and I'm happy which is pretty cool. I haven't been in a relationship fully committed in about five years because I am scared of love as much as I love it. Um, I'm, I guess I'm more scared of vulnerability, but I was inspired and I decided to record it. Other than that, I mean, my views have always been the same, but obviously when you're with someone that makes you happy, 
it adds to the motivation and inspiration. So that's a bit of a cheese man. I'd also just like to remind you all to live life because it is short. Um, to be happy and love with all of your heart. Because as we all know, LA lost the legend. Rest in peace to Kobe. And may you all continue to live healthy and fulfilling lives for however long you have them. If anyone is interested in sharing their story, know of anyone that is, or simply have episode ideas or any questions, please contact me. You can email me at acantenosfam at gmail.com or reach out to me via Instagram or Facebook. Si alguien está interesado en compartir su historia, conoce a alguien que lo es, o simplemente tiene ideas de episodios o alguna pregunta, contáctenme. Pueden enviarme un correo electrónico a cantenosfam at gmail.com o comunicarse conmigo a través de Instagram o Facebook. Manden muchos saludos, les mando saludos. Cuando quieran hablar conmigo, mándenmelos para atrás, contáctenme. Me gustaría escuchar de ustedes. Until next time, happy Valentine's, happy love, happy life. I wish you all nothing but the best and sending lots of positive energies. Hasta la próxima. Los quiero. Mua. Bye.